Hello, and welcome to Ignite Your Purpose. I am your host, Karen Zafra-Vera. Join me here every week for your weekly inspiration and guidance call. We're going to empower you, create enthusiasm, plant a seed, to recognize and peel off the layers to see your true, beautiful I am. Our guests will definitely motivate you to take action today, to create a new belief, and ignite your soul for more of this gift of life. So join us today, here. Tune in now. Okay, welcome back to Ignite Your Purpose. I am your host, Karen Zafra-Vera. And today I have this amazing woman that has gone through an incredible journey to only discover what her passion is. Her name is Emma Dawn de Toro, and she is an intuitive life coach, energy healer, and change agent. Her passion is to empower people to engage in their intuition, put themselves in the center of their lives, and trust themselves and the guidance they, with the guidance they receive. Her company name is Dragon Dragonfly Coaching and Consulting. Welcome, Emila. Hi, thank you, Karam. Good to meet you. It's happy good to, to be here. You. Yes, it's so good to have you. And I know that our audience is in for such an amazing um, journey here with you because um, it's your your how you came into your passion is so drastically different from most people. And what I love about it um, is that something that can be so tragic came out with such a beautiful gift at the end. And, um, and that's just, that's just amazing. It is truly amazing. And I don't know the whole story. I don't know everything. Um, I know that you had an accident and then a, a, a side of you woken Um, to something higher than you could have ever imagined. And so as the listeners and myself, we are so um, interested in hearing what happened and how this changed your life. So start us out a little bit, give us a little bit of your background um, and then tell us a little bit about how it all began. Sure. So I, um, I was living in Tucson, Arizona and I moved there in 1998. Before that, I had grown up in New England and New York. I was a really sensitive child, probably a highly sensitive child and very empathic. Mm. And when I moved to Tucson, I started doing some yoga medit- and started exploring meditation. Okay. And I was working at a program in integrative medicine mm-hmm. uh, affiliated with the University of Arizona. Wow. And I loved it. I was working on a research project about classical homeopathy. It was really fascinating to me. I was in a graduate program at the university. And one day I was driving home from work, um, actually at lunchtime to go have my lunch. And I was driving down a road that I traveled many, many times and came to a traffic light. The light was red it turned green, I proceeded through the light and uh, halfway through the intersection, a a white van uh, T-boned my car, essentially hit the passenger side, flipped my car over 
on the roof, I spun and slammed into the pole, uh, the light pole. And I woke up and I was hanging upside down um, mm. from my seatbelt, staring down at my steering wheel, wondering, oh my God, what just happened? I imagine. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the car was totaled. I had no actual physical injuries that could be seen. Mm -hmm. um, I was taken to the hospital and I certainly had lots of aches and pains. The airbag was painful, but what that accident really did was kind of shake and stir my brain in a way that opened up some psychic and energy healing capacities wow. that, um, I had had whispers of through my yoga and meditation, but it really opened it up in a completely different way. Mm -hmm. um, and in a kind of a shocking and um, amazing way, actually. Yeah. So you, um, before all of this, you were starting to tap into that internal side of you. Absolutely. Side mm -hmm. of you. Yeah, I had been doing yoga and meditation for about three years mm -hmm. and had really started to make friends with the part of me that was empathic and that was more higher centered and um, could know things, right? So mm -hmm. I was just really beginning to explore that and it had opened through the yoga and meditation but the car accident really cracked it open and it came gushing in, in a way that is very uh, shocking actually to be um, sitting in your living room and see ascended masters or um, mother Mira sitting across your living room, right? It's a whole different experience when you don't have control over it and uh, you can't stop the information or visions from coming. So did you recognize that immediately or was it through your re uh, recuperation? Did you, um, so, you know, you said that you were, um, as a young girl, you were very sensitive. So and it's mm -hmm. funny how, it's funny how we can look back and we can see the little, the little clues that lead to certain things, the sensitivity, then you get into yoga and so forth, the integrative medicine, Mm -hmm. um, so how was, talk to us a little bit about the first experience of you feeling like I'm either not myself and this is all due to an accident or I'm actually, uh, I can accept or I have allowance to see what is happening here. What was that like for you? Yeah, the first um, several months were, were pretty confusing, honestly, right? I had a head injury. And it's not uncommon for people who have a mild traumatic brain injury to have these experiences. Mm -hmm. So being able to communicate with seemingly inanimate objects or to have visions or to have knowings, mm -hmm. um, it's actually really common with a head injury. But I had, a I had a context to put it in because of the yoga and the meditation. So it wasn't so scary to me as it was overwhelming, okay. right? And so um, as these things unfolded, I was also working with um, migraine headaches and physical pain and other, um, I would say more normal 
right? More like really grounded problems, right? <laughs> like when you have circumstance um, uh, from the circumstances. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't until so that accident happened in November, and it wasn't until February when we were able to clear up the migraines that I started having these experiences uh, free from pain. Right. And I could really spend some time with them. And I started working with a mentor to help me um, screen, kind of screen and contain my experience. So, for instance, I would walk into a grocery store and I would be doing my shopping and I'd be standing behind somebody and suddenly my hands would get really hot. And for people who do yoga, uh, who do Reiki or things like that, when your hands get hot, it means the energy is starting to flow. Okay. Right? And so I would be behind somebody in the grocery store and the energy would start to flow and I would start getting information about that person and ways that they might need some healing. And of course, I can't just reach out and talk, uh, you know, touch somebody in the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> Right. And start saying, oh, by the way, you know, you have a blah, blah, blah. And I'd like to like put my hands on you and I might be able to help you with that. Like you, you just can't do that. <laughs> right. 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 Um, yeah. So that was one of the experiences I had. I also had experiences hearing from and speaking with like um, flowers and trees and cactus. I was in obviously in Tucson, Arizona. So there were a lot of cactus. Mm -hmm. Um and doing healing work kind of spontaneously around people near me um, my, that I was close to, I should say. So like my partner and my dogs and friends. Um, and and what, then, mm -hmm. what did, um, so I understand you went and you got a mentor. At I what did. point or what made you realize that you needed guidance that you needed to get a mentor like what was going through your mind and what type of beliefs or were you confident that you now had this gift like what went through it because i i feel that sometimes when we are in transition mode we a lot of doubt and fear comes into play and yeah i understand that you went and you got a mentor but I'm sure you have to go through something, right, in order for you to acknowledge that maybe this is the next step and to take. Um, and, yeah. you know, that's that that right there is so powerful because that's a turning point for a lot of people. And not everybody will embrace it because they don't know how to because they're afraid to. Right. So how did you embrace that? Yeah, well, I had quite a lot of um challenges. We'll take it from February. Um, I lost my job due to the, um, med the condition, the medical condition and my inability to focus and continue the research I was a part of. Wow. And then some things about my life in Tucson started to seem to close and end. So that um, was a scary and confusing time because uh, in February or March, I lost my job, my family medical leave ended, and I couldn't go back to work because I couldn't focus very well. Um, a relationship with who I, that I was in was, start, was ending, and so I was having to also find a way to support myself. Mm -hmm. um, and in the end, I chose to sell my home in Tucson and go to an ashram in New York that I had been at the previous summer. 
And I spent the summer there healing with my golden retriever, Zoe, and um, really trying to rest my brain, which is what all the doctors were telling me to do. Be quiet, rest your brain. And so I did that for several months. And by the end of the summer, um, I really knew that I needed a different kind of help, right? And I was feeling called to study at the Ayurvedic Institute in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Um, I had met Dr. Ladd, the Ayurvedic physician the year before, and I really wanted to go there. So um, I first reached out to my mentor because I knew her to be a great um, intuitive reader. And I was reaching out to her because I needed help discerning what the next steps were in my life because I was so confused and lost. I can't, I can't even imagine the confusion of having doors close, relationship ends, I mean, move your entire life. Yeah. Um, that's I, sold, I sold everything. When I left Tucson um, in June, I, I sold everything. I sold my house. I sold all my belongings. I packed my dog and put a few things in storage. And I went to this spiritual community for the summer, not exactly knowing where I was going to go. I thought I would go to the Ayurvedic Institute, but I really didn't know. It was such a confusing time. I probably had no business driving across country. Like, let's just, like, in terms of my head injury, I pro that probably wasn't such a good idea. But it was what I did. And... Um, well, there's... A, the, I'm, I'm assuming that you must have had... You must have had more way on a calling to do this, and it felt better. It felt more right. Absolutely. Than absolutely. the opposite, right? Of staying there and just facing all the blocks. It was really my first experience of following my intuition, mm -hmm. right? That's and so it's, it, I was, I remember driving across country to that ashram and I had maps, but I was practicing. Like, can I, how far can I drive and can I take direction from my higher self or from my guides or from my knowing and still get to hotels and restaurants and gas and all that? And Quite often, I was muscle testing my way across the country. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it was my first really deep dive into following my intuition kind of fearlessly or courageously. I won't say Crazy. fearlessly. Right. <laughs> or courageously. Boldly. Boldly. Yeah. Right. Incredibly bold. Right. To follow it in that way. And then to notice, yes, I really am going to the Ayurvedic Institute and uh, to work with my mentor about um, first as she, she really, her name was Deborah, is Deborah, and she really helped me to use my own intuition. You know, she did, she has certainly read for me for many years, but she also helped me discern, like and uh, my intuition, how to use it, how to interpret it, all of those things along the way both by um, modeling and by challenging me to sort it out myself. Wow. What did you learn at the end of the time of the summer before you decided to head to your next step, to your next trip? What did you, like, what did you acknowledge about yourself? What did you, what made you feel that now it's the time for you to head that way? 
Well, I knew that it, I knew that I couldn't not do it. That's what I learned. Like the voice, the experience, the energy was so strong going in that direction that I knew that that was really the place to go. And so I suppose through that experience, I learned I could trust the guidance that I was receiving. Mm -hmm. Right. And that I would be taken care of. Right. And not only by some vague thing larger than me, right, but by myself, right, my, it was a mix of like small steps that got me there, as well as big steps. Right. You know, when I sold my house, I had, I made quite a lot of profit from that, which was kind of stunning. And I knew that I would be supported financially to get to where I was going next. And, um, and that's a huge sense of peace. That's a huge sense. Absolutely. When I work with clients now, their, their biggest fear is often financial fear and fear of judgment. And right. I absolutely had those things. Like, it's not that I didn't experience them. It's that, that the push and the energy was going so strongly in that direction. I couldn't imagine not to. Right. right? Where else would no, I go? And I guess I can relate to that sense. Um, with you because you know through the years i have worked with my the raising the volume in my intuition uh -huh. and many times where you find yourself like just do this you know and it's like but you're used to doing something differently and it's just like okay it's i'm being told to do this like this, mm -hmm. this is where it's leaning I don't think that there's a way of explaining it, but is there such a sense of peace within self? Absolutely. There's a there's just a calm that comes over once the decision is made and you say, Yes, I'm going to do where what the guidance suggests. Right. Yes, right. I do. And um And it's cliche. It sounds like, you know, hokey cliche, but when you say, you know, when we say there's peace in it, but I think that, you know, it's at least that emotion or that knowingness is the one that I would, if I could just plant it on in people's heart so that they can recognize and already know what it feels like to just have that allowance and trust within yourself. It's so incredibly powerful. Absolutely. And once you know it, once you have had an experience of that peace and calm or clarity in your body, um, you can trust it and you can always lean back on it. I do all the time. Right. Right. Like I know I can't make a decision now or make a move now without having that sense of, yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Right. And and as um, countercultural as it is, I often don't make a decision until I get that. And it could be tweaking this way or tweaking that way. And it could be as mundane as deciding which hotel I'm staying at or which flight I'm taking to a trip or which way I'm going to the dog park with my dogs, <laughs> right? All of those things when you feel and when you know what that um, 
peace or calm our body experiences. That's and a yes. Yes. And it, then you can just keep following that, right? <laughs> and, it's interesting because even before we got on our call, I was hesitating to do something and my intuition was just touch base, like just do it, you know, this and that. But my other side of me, right, the habitual mm -hmm. side is like, I'm just going to wait till that person reaches out. But my intuition, it was like, mm -hmm. really, and so finally, the moment I said, you know what, I need to follow what my intuition is telling me. And I reached out. I got like the abundance of reply towards it. And I'm like, why do you put yourself through that? Like, right. just allow. Right. <laughs> I, it, that is, you know, for me too, I think that when any of us, especially me too, have such a strong intellect or we're socialized so clearly to act in a certain way, only call people back at certain times, behave this way when you take your dog to the dog park, you know, whatever it is. Often my intuition is counter to that. Yes. Right? Very often. And trusting that little hit, trusting that little whisper or the picture you get or I get, that's, that's the key because it's always easier. I notice it's always easier when I follow that. Or if it's not easy, I learn something for sure. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. Something is revealed that helps me know that's not a very good idea. Right. Um, yes. And so what happened when you connected to your mentor? What was that? What was that lesson in that process? What did you discover about yourself in that process? Gosh, I really discovered that intuition is normal. And any of the things that I can do, well, the way in which they happen in me, is unique. How I hear something, how I see something, what the yes feels like in my body is unique. Um, the idea of having an intuitive hit or, or no, having intuition or getting guidance is normal. Like it's mundane. It happens to all of us all the time. All we have to do, like you said earlier, is turn up the volume. Yeah. She really what what she did in those early days that I think was incredibly helpful for me was to help, help me understand I wasn't special. Mm -hmm. And by take by learning that, um, it took away that belief that I could rescue people, that I could save them. I like I'm say not special. Again. Say that again. Okay, so she made you understand that you weren't special. Right. And by that, I mean, the capacities I received and have and are in me. Yes, they are special. Mm -hmm. They are unique to me and I can trust them and I can follow them. And yours are unique to you and you can trust them and follow them. But I am not special in all capital letters. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. I am not a savior. I am not the one who has all the answers to your problem. Okay. Right. Like she that by is a huge um, balance in the scale. Absolutely. Because when in my experience, when I had that massive head injury and had all of this capacity, suddenly had all of this capacity, I thought it was amazing. And I was special with a capital S. 
-hmm. And what she helped me learn was actually we all have this. Yes. Yours came in a certain way. My, you know, mine came in a certain way. Mine came with certain capacities, but we all have it. And it's better to just help people discover it for themselves than be somebody's savior. I love that. And you know, and you know what? I want to just expand that a little bit because like you said, we all have that same capacity and it's what we are so good at, that's where that capacity is in. Yeah. So for as, as simple as an architect, his mm -hmm. gift of knowing things about architecture, right, mm -hmm. is that gift that is so like alien to other people. So the gift, you know, our gifts doesn't have to be the same and it just because you're intuitive Mm -hmm. or you can feel that type of energy, does it have to mean that that person is not somewhat special right. and that they're not special in this world in the creation Absolutely. because they don't have what you have. They right. have their own gifts. Absolutely. And that's, and that's why it's so important to follow our passion and to do what we're so passionate about, about because that's what outlines it almost um, – brings clarity to what you're meant to be doing. Absolutely. You know, my path before the car accident, I was a student affairs professional. I worked at colleges and universities. I did advising. I did coaching. I did mentoring. I did disciplinary work. I did a lot of programs for students. Um, I had built a whole capacity around um, mentoring and advising and coaching and mm -hmm. counseling even. And after the car accident, I still use those, right? The work I do now in the world has all of those things. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't change. Um, I didn't suddenly become a musician or an artist. Right. I fine tuned my life work and my purpose and my passion um, because I really am a teacher and a coach and a, and a counselor in my whole being. But that I didn't that. change. But how I used it changed, right? I, I no longer worked for a college for a period of time. I moved on to having my own energy healing practice and intuitive practice and then eventually life coaching mm -hmm. uh, and intuitive life coaching. So I think it's really important, like you just said, that people know that their skills, you know, all of our skills are special, but we are not special in that way of um, being able to rescue or save others. And we, it's our work to use our skills, exactly. right? Like I have a great friend who's an amazing artist. When she tells me what goes on in her mind when she's creating, I am flabbergasted. I can't even imagine it. Yeah. Right. But her intuition, her beauty, her gifts come through in her art. Absolutely. Yeah. And if she were trying to try to do uh, what I do, you know, <laughs> she right. couldn't do it just like I can't do her art. Right. 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 And, 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 it's, and it's felt in our energy and our vibration and how we act and how we're, you know. Absolutely. I, I mm -hmm. feel that the goal in life is not only to grow, but to feel comfortable in your own skin, to feel so confident that nobody 
can push you and you can't fall because you know exactly where you stand and how you do things. Absolutely. Um, and, and all of that, I know from my experience, that takes time and practice and repetition, dedication, yes. it's dedication and a commitment. And it, it takes an incredible amount of courage. It does. It and does. it takes community, right? Mm -hmm. It takes it takes mentors. It takes people you can lean into. It takes podcasts that you can listen to that support you and whatever growth is right. right in front of you that day. I wanna I wanna mention you mentioned courage and courage is such a profound um, ingredient in anything you pursue because courage is what helps us take that next step. And for you, the courage that you have to have to let go of everything you've known to be yours, the relationship, everything that made you and allowed you to have a comfort zone, a comfort place. Absolutely. And be able to, you know, make a decision that how your world internally in your mind is changing so drastically mm -hmm. um, to then take that step of saying, okay, I'm letting go of all of this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is my mind, maybe my own craziness, right? Right. Um, that I have no at, idea. At that point, you didn't know. I didn't. That's right. At that and, point, you didn't know. Mm -hmm. That's courage. And yet, it was the first time. I think, really, I've done it multiple times since. And once I learned the landscape, yes. right? Once I learned the landscape of what that kind of change requires it becomes easier because I can predict now, oh, I'm going to freak out at this point when I let go. You know, right. I, I think uh, when we were preparing, you know, I was talking about just having about a year ago, I left a job that I had really loved and thought I would be at for a long time. But about a year ago, I got really sick and took a medical leave. And um, when it was about time for me to come back to work, they asked me to come back either full-time or not at all. Mm. And I was devastated. I knew I couldn't go back to work full-time. I was too tired from the mm. adrenal fatigue. And, um, and so I said, okay, I'm not coming back at all. And it, it was very similar repeat to that car accident, right? Mm. There was a, a health uh, crisis. There was a, a decision that had to be made. I made it and it was really a free fall. I didn't know I was going to come back to doing this coaching, intuitive life coaching work I was gonna be, that I had been doing, right? Wow. Yeah. So it was the same thing. There's, I just wrote, wrote about this the other day. There's this quality of, um, You know, there's a separation that happens, an accident, a health crisis, a divorce, a whatever. For me, it's often health crises for whatever reason. Um, and after that separation, there's a period of wandering through the desert. We don't know. We're confused. We're just following what we know. We might be thrashing around. I certainly did when I left that work and trying to decide what to do next. But then there's always a third phase, and that's the reorientation and the reemergence when we get our marching orders, so to speak, <laughs> or we are, I really understand what's next. The and 
Yeah, what, the clarity. All that clarity. The call and the clarity and the purpose for this next part of life. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was reopen your practice. Stay where you are in Santa Fe, reopen. And, you know, that took a whole lot to do that. And that was kind of a free fall. Really? Okay, here we go. Again, mm-hmm. courage, trust, practice, right? And, um, and, and you mentioned that part of that detachment, um, the circumstance, right? That right. obstacle that shows up for us that most of the mm-hmm. times um, we can only focus on that and not see that right. that is just the seed that has been planted and it is starting to like burst through. That, and you have yeah. to go through it in order to see it blossom. Um, and Absolutely. So- That's just the first thing. Right. That's just the, and it's harsh and it's shocking often and it's surprising, but it is what leads to the transformation. Absolutely. Right. It is what leads to the new purpose. It's what leads to a more freedom. But for me, it's always led to more freedom. Yeah. And it's interesting because it always comes and I, I don't know who I was just speaking to, but it always comes from unfortunate an unfortunate situation unfortunately absolutely it almost always does um a birthday that maybe you were in fear of because it meant something to you so Mm -hmm. it always comes with something that is so um almost penetrating to your heart it's it's it impacts Mm -hmm. you and it makes you fall Mm -hmm. Um, in ways that you're not accustomed to and because you can get up and Mm -hmm. as you can and you get up and you move forward that's where you start to see the clarity and the purpose in it absolutely i mean i i can't speak anymore about my how i came into this but it's it was through a a journey a season in my life that i had Mm -hmm. no clue how to um even deal with you know um but it's there where we have our most growth Absolutely. That void for me, I've come to not be over the years. I mean, the car accident happened in 2004 mm-hmm. and this is 2001. So that's quite a long time ago now, <laughs> 2000, yeah. we're in 2021. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that happened quite a long time ago. And I, I think over the years, I've come to just really understand and trust this process of transformation and change and coming into purpose. And so so what, so you had a multiple, so it was the 2004 car accident. Mm-hmm. You tapped into this higher spiritual being of yourself, mm-hmm. but you had, you faced another journey where you had then turned away from your own practice Yes, and then came back to it. That's correct. In 2010, I started my uh, intuitive life coaching practice and about five years later, I was really struggling to make it work financially. And I came across this position at a a conscious, consciously centered college Mm -hmm. that trained counselors and art therapists that seemed like a perfect fit for me. And I did work there with much joy for five years until I was ill again and just couldn't make that work. But there were signs in that position that it was no longer a fit for me. Mm -hmm. And I was choosing to ignore them. 
right? I was getting sicker. I was getting tireder. Things weren't working. I was grumpier. (laughs) You know, there are all kinds of signs along the way. I applied for a promotion. Somebody else got it. You know, somebody else got the job. There were signs it was time to leave. And I was choosing, like many of us do, to ignore them. Yeah. Right. And using the comfort, the safety. Absolutely. Yes. I love the place. I love, I, it was safe. I was earning an income. It wasn't risky really at all. Yeah. But, um, but it wasn't your potential. Exactly. It wasn't my work. It wasn't my potential. It wasn't my passion anymore. And for whatever reason, it takes a big shake for me to notice. Right. (laughs) And there I had not just for you, but for many of us, many of us, right. That's, that's where the, the contrast comes in. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, you know, when I took that time off to heal, I never expected to not go back. Right. I thought I was just going on a 12 week, 12 week medical leave. But really at the end of that medical leave, it became clear that that's not what was happening. Mm -hmm. And um, the surrender to that, I think that's a piece that's been a big learning for me how to to surrender to what actually is happening and where I am being guided Mm. as opposed to fighting it and saying, no, but I want this. Mm -hmm. Well, whatever this is might not be for my highest good. Right. And how did that feel for you surrendering? How did you know? I mean, obviously you were facing many obstacles. Sure. Mm -hmm. But how, how did surrendering to you look like? Hmm. I think for me, surrender looks first like grieving, mm-hmm. like grieving the loss of a community and in this case, a community and a job and a connection to an organization that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also surrendering internally for me is that feeling of peace and calm that we talked about at the beginning. Right. Right. Um, often for me, surrendering goes with a lot of thrashing about first, right? right? And then it's kind of like, uh, just splashing around for a while. And then suddenly I'm all splashed out and I'm like, ah, yeah. Okay. I don't like it. I wish something else could happen. And I can see this is the way that I'm going. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the way, and if I can just let go and let spirit take me there, let my guidance take me there, let the universe take me there, whatever right. I'm calling it that day, right. <laughs> um, then the waters calm down, mm-hmm. and the next steps become clear. And I that, think that's so beautiful because what you said, you know. Um, Cashing it out, and like most people would be like crying it out. Exactly, and crying it out, it, fighting it out, yelling it out. Acknowledgement of it, right? Yes, naming it. It's so important. I feel, at least for me, I feel that it's very important to acknowledge what it is, so that we can release it. And that was something that, and I don't think grieving. And healing, I don't think healing can come if you don't acknowledge. Absolutely. I agree. Acknowledge, name it, say out loud, I don't like this. 
Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. And I guess that's where I'm going, but I don't like it. Right. And that's not necessarily acknowledging is not, you know, because there's this idea that positive thinking, you want to do positive thinking, but Mm -hmm. with this positive thinking is if you're not internally feeling that, right? Right. So that's why it's so important to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. I feel that it's so important to acknowledge it and mm-hmm. try it out or write it out or mm-hmm. whatever it is that your being needs to do mm-hmm. to be able to release it so that you can re- so that resistance that we are feeling towards something that we are trying to feel or head towards is mm-hmm. now doesn't have any obstacles in the way. Right, right. The resistance yeah. dissolves, really. In the, in the face, and when we release all of the pent up um, angst, loss, grief, right? Mm-hmm. The resistance goes away, it dissolves because it was, I think of it as it was heard. Yeah. Right. In a way, the part of us that didn't like it got a voice and was heard and accepted. Absolutely. And when that happens, then the resistance or the, the screaming child or whatever it is in there, get, they're soothed. Oh, okay. I got to have my say. I said what was on my mind. I was heard. And now I can get out of the way. You're right. Right. And, and then the doors begin to open. Exactly. Right. Instead of close, like the doors begin to open. The path becomes clear the people to call the whatever it is, you know, the place to move to the um, it all becomes clear. But, but like you said, staying with just positive thinking probably isn't going to do it. No, because we know you and I know. (laughs) I mean, I, I think I've preached enough in the past before I even had gone into coaching Mm-hmm. enough like positive thinking positive thinking but I've come to understand and learn that if you're not feeling it it is completely useless <laughs> right right, <laughs> right. we've like, got to feel it we've got to have to feel it yeah. because everything we attract in our life is through that energy through that emotion mm-hmm. so, I used to use this um, mantra feel it face it name it yeah <laughs> right feel it first face it, even if you don't like it, and then name it. Yes. And then there's something about those three steps when you do it. When I do it, I'm like, Oh, right. Okay, I'm done now. Yeah. Like if I felt it, and I've like really faced the fear or the anger or whatever the emotion is, and I've named it, then I'm good. Mm -hmm. Like I'm ready to go on to what's next. Yeah. So uh, that's quite a journey. So then that all you came back, so how long have you been back in your business? Yeah, I started, I launched again in November of 2020. Wow. And uh, like you talked about in the intro, I'm an intuitive life coach. So I do intuitive readings. I also offer energy body alignment, which is um, unwinding the places that our energy body gets caught in knots and tied up in knots and gets stuck. Mm-hmm. And then I do intuitive life coaching, which is really supporting people in using their intuition, using their knowing and moving through big life transitions or sometimes you, small life transitions. Yeah. Do you feel you're right where you need to be right now? 
I do. I really love being back and doing this work again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've surrendered my marketing and, and website management, which I've never done before. I've always uh, done all that work myself. And so I get to focus really on the client work. And um, I love that. I really love it. Um, it gives me the freedom and flexibility to take care of my health, which frankly is tender, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, I've surrendered to the fact that a half-time job, business, whatever, is exactly what I want right now. Mm-hmm. That's what my body needs. Right. And a 40, 50, 60 hour a week working for somebody else isn't going to keep my health well, I'm not going to be well trying to do that. And so that's what I'm prioritizing. How can I be well, I can do work I love, I can do it in a, um, at a pace that nourishes my body. Mm -hmm. And I can still garden and walk my dogs and hang out with my husband and and do this work. So um, I am right where I need to be again, right? Like, I think there are many seasons in my life, as is anybody's life, and um, many chapters, many chapters. And this is my current chapter. And I'm really grateful to be doing that right now. That's so beautiful. And it's just it's so important, because what you said, you know, we get so involved in what we need to do, that we get to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. I think for me, that was the big lesson in this last go round. Mm -hmm. Like health has to be the first thing, not the last. Right. And every, every, I, my body, this being needs to be the first priority. I I don't have children. You know, I'm in my mid fifties. I don't have children. I have some dogs, (laughs) a couple of cats and a husband. And we have the luxury of saying, we matter, we matter first, because I don't have a 10 year old or a 12 year old that needs that from me, right. And uh, so I have that luxury right now to say I'm most important, right. And that's, that's incredibly powerful. And I just want to add that even for the people that have children, because I have three children, right, right. And we, my gosh, I used to put myself last in everything, <sighs> right mm-hmm. it was the kids first and this mm-hmm. and, and um even my husband he used to put himself back last and he would put me and the kids first first and, before, mm-hmm. you know? and it is um it can be the right way and the right way is you first and it just takes a little bit more of dedication mm-hmm. and intentionality for mm-hmm. us to take care of ourselves first even if we have kids and husbands, wives, dogs, cats, <laughs> all those other things, cats, yeah. right? right? It takes just intentionality and dedication mm-hmm. to have ourselves because that's how we can show up best for everybody else. Right. I mean, we have to matter. Like exactly. that's what you're saying. We have to matter in our own lives. And, yeah. um, and I really appreciate that clarification because I, I think without children, I don't really have any idea how you would do that, but I'm sure glad you do, (laughs) right? But But it has, it's a little more complex, right? But it's still important. But you know what? It's a little bit, so I want to say that it is and it isn't. Ah. Because really, it's all a choice. Yes. 
it's mm-hmm. all a choice, you know. Mm-hmm. If 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 we ha- we can get up thirty minutes earlier, forty five minutes earlier, to do what is mm-hmm. good for us, you know. Yeah. Um, there, there really. I mean, yes, there is, and I can understand when there's babies, it's even harder. But at the end, it's a choice. It's a choice. And it's, it's a choice to make everybody of, matter. It's a change of paradigm. It's a change of perception of mm-hmm. having to put everybody before yourself. Mm-hmm. So and that's, that's, I often think that's the recovery. Right? Yeah, that's the recovery. That's, um, that's the healing around following your guidance around following intuition, right? right. right? Is to learn that we all matter. I matter equally with yeah. my husband, you matter equally with your children exactly. and we, and husband, and we find a way to make it work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And rather than discounting our needs. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. I and, know when um, I used to do a lot more running than I do now, but I, when I had gotten into a habit of getting up at four, four thirty in the morning mm-hmm. to be running, mm-hmm. and if I didn't, I wasn't myself. And my kids right. noticed it's like, oh, right. mom, I didn't run today. Right. <laughs> oh, mom, go run now, will ya? <laughs> it's like you know, you got to take care of yourself, and and it's a beautiful thing because once you implement that, then your family embraces it. Absolutely. My husband knows when I haven't done my yoga practice. Yeah. Right. If I'm not doing three or four practices a week, he knows because my nervous system is not settled. Absolutely. And he's like, Oh, don't you want to make some time for that yoga? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And uh, like, we know, like really knowing what it is that, um, that soothes us, that heals us, that energizes us, all that's intuition too. Yes. Right. Like yes. it's not just about it's not just about the decision that has to be made. It's no. also about how to take care of ourselves, our intuition, our higher self, our spirit. We they know how to it all it all all of us yes. <laughs> knows how to take care of ourselves if we just listen. Absolutely. Right. If you run, if I do yoga, if somebody else does Qigong or walks in nature or whatever, that's yes. that it's self-care is so important. Good God knows I can't hear very well when I think about intuitive work. I can't hear very well if I'm not healthy, mm-hmm. right? If I'm not taking care of myself. Right. I can't hear decisions for me. I can't be present for clients. Exactly. Yeah, it's so very true. It's very, very true. And it's in everything that it's in everything that we do. Yes. Absolutely. So I know you have a blog where our listeners can go and learn more about you and hear what you have to say. Um, it's called, I love the name, first of all. And the moment I read the name of your business, Dragonfly and then Dragonfly Diaries, it took me back to a movie with Kevin Costner. Oh. And, um, and I, I don't know if the name is dragonfly or something but it took me back to a movie with Kevin Costner and it was and it has to do with the spiritual being um Uh, it was very very powerful it was very beautiful movie but it's just the power of spirit and love um connection mm -hmm. you know speaking to him so when I saw that I was like oh man that's an awesome awesome um name so yes so your blog is the dragonfly diaries Mm -hmm. 
um, and your tell us tell our listeners um, how can they reach out to you? Where can they find you? Sure, they can find me on my website where the blog is is emila.com e m i l a h dot com and there you can see who i am what i've done in the world and this this blog which now has 10 years worth of blogs on it mm-hmm. like it's very fertile <laughs> <laughs> and i'm blogging monthly and um, you can also find me on facebook at emila don detoro on Facebook um, and on Instagram, same thing, Emila Dawn DeToro, and on LinkedIn, same, Emila Dawn DeToro. Awesome. And obviously, you'll find me on this podcast and some other podcasts, which I'll post on my blog uh, as well. That's so good. Um, I think, you know, it's been, first of all, really, really um, amazing to talk to you and just, you know, hear your discovery, your journey, because I think there's many listeners that even if they're not in the spiritual being, if they're not, like this doesn't have to be directed specifically to one thing. This is you taking a nugget that is helping you or that you can connect and feel more connected towards taking that next step for yourself. And I hope that, you know, our listeners have um, definitely uh, taken in all the gold nuggets that you've been able to share with us. And I wish you the best in health and in your business. Thank um, you so much. And thank you so much for being here with us. It's really been a pleasure you. having this conversation with you. Oh, thank you so thank much. You. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to talking some more. Awesome. Okay, guys. Next week, another guest. And thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us for next week's inspirational guest. You can follow me, Karam Zavravera, in all your social media platforms or email me at leapandbelieve at gmail.com.